0: up my brother you
1: know hanging in there yeah how you doing
0: I'm doing I'm doing pretty good actually you know what I'm I'm surviving and thriving you know yeah more surviving than thriving but we're doing both of them okay if you had to give yourself a, a balance of surviving v thriving what would the kind of percentages be Hmm. at the present moment is the assumption that like i'm clearly
1: a hundred percent surviving because i'm alive so it's really mostly a percentage of thriving because i can't because i don't think you can say that like the two of them have to sum up to a hundred or anything right
0: God, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> you, you just reminded me that I need to That's, stop asking you these stupid okay. questions. That doesn't mean
1: that everyone would always say one hundred percent surviving, but I definitely am. Like, I have a cozy apartment. I have food that I've prepped. Okay. Like, I am all good. Okay. So, so I am one hundred percent on on survival. Okay. Uh, in terms of thriving, I would say that I am like at seventy percent thriving capacity.
0: Dang! Wow.
1: With okay. with the comparison being like normality, like let's say that three weeks ago, I was at a hundred percent thriving. I'm not sure if I actually was, but oh. I was probably like close enough. Like I don't think okay. that I'm like super off from maximal thriving for my current situation. Like you could always make an argument of like, oh, I'm asymptotically approaching hundred percent because I could always earn more money or something. But okay. when it comes down to okay. it, like I have a membership to the mm-hmm. zoo, but I no- can no longer go there. Uh, I can't go out <laughs> to restaurants or anything. Like, but in a sense, that's probably been good. Like, it's good that I am now cooking at home for every single meal, except mm-hmm. for like the very occasional takeout. Like, I got a pizza this weekend. Ooh, um, living it up. Well, that was mainly because I was doing all the mo- all the class monitoring that I think we talked about. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and I was monitoring from like three o'clock until eight o'clock straight Mm -hmm. so i just picked up a pizza earlier in the day and i would like take breaks to go get a slice throughout the monitoring period Mm -hmm. um so so in some sense it's like not that bad but it's still just like you know there's stuff that i'm paying for that i'd like to be able to go out and do but i can't Mm -hmm. you know i'd like to go travel but i can't yeah Uh, etc so how about Mm -hmm. you
0: I don't know. Your answer to that question really really showed me that we have very different definitions or like, I don't know. I don't know what's different, but like
1: but something's different. <laughs> something As is clearly <laughs> different. Um
0: <laughs> and I, I'm not even going to speculate why cuz it'll just lead me to be making wild logical jumps that I probably shouldn't be making. <laughs> um but I don't know. Like as I said, I'm I'm surviving and thriving, so like both are happening. <laughs> yep. Um, we agree there. Which is good. I'm gonna ignore your question. I'm gonna pull classic mark. Ignore your question and more of analyze it and analyze other things related to it. <laughs> I
1: reject that I ever do that. I always end up answering your question. I answered it, didn't I?
0: I'm I'm trying really hard not to curse this week, so I'm not gonna say I appreciate the, that the BS word. I have to edit um, two
1: podcasts tomorrow. <laughs>
0: But yeah, so um, I think I think I guess your your choice to have them as separate ratings is probably somewhat reasonable. Um, I guess I'm technically surviving fully now, which like, I don't know, I guess um, this isn't good because i
1: think what i'm thinking of i'm I'm, thinking more in like maslow's hierarchy of needs you know yeah i'm i'm full at that bottom base that is survival i literally am past that and Mm -hmm. on to other things even though like some things are not ideal it's definitely i'm definitely not like back to survival basics like that would be absurd to make that sort of a claim in our position you know
0: (laughs) yeah yeah i so what gave me pause is like I was thinking about it and I was like, well, yeah, I'm definitely 100% surviving right now based on mark metrics, but I'm trying to think <laughs> back of, like, I don't feel comfortable saying that, like, at every point in my, like, life, especially, like, at times in school, I don't know if I was comfortable saying that I was 100% surviving every No, week. that's, that's totally like, fine. And so I was just, like, thinking back through of, like, why I wasn't and, like, how that related to the rating scale, It's the mm-hmm. whole thing, um... And then I got lost on a on a memory of, like... So I was thinking about, like, well, what would, like, not 100% surviving mean? It's not like you're literally dying, but it's like you're... I was thinking back to, like, Pokemon Sapphire, like, your HP bar is, like, getting knocked down in a battle. Like, you're not dead yet, but, like, you can't keep doing what you're doing <laughs> without making some changes.
1: Yeah, no, that's totally fair. So. I'm with you. Now,
0: all classic Mark fashion, like kind of answer the question so i'm 100 percent surviving and like thriving somewhat i don't know how i can rate it probably shouldn't have asked this question because i can't rate my own crap that's all right
1: mine was more or less entirely arbitrary it's like i feel like i'm definitely above 50 percent when it comes to thriving like i'm more thriving than not thriving
0: oh okay
1: and so like that 70 is is more uh, representative of that
0: that's you know? really interesting because, like, that's not how I would have rated it. Because, like, mm-hmm. me. So for you, like, fifty percent was I am neutral thriving versus not thriving.
1: Yeah. Be well. Okay. I guess I, I suppose it depends because I wouldn't because I wouldn't talk about negative percent thriving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like so, we we are using okay. We're using the same metric, but we're using different unit steps. <laughs>
0: yeah you're like i'm I'm, I'm
1: on kelvin and you're in
0: celsius (laughs) okay i guess that works i was gonna say you're like internet rating on a five star scale versus
1: yeah sure sure okay or on a zero to 100 scale which is exactly what i'm doing and you are probably thinking more of a negative 100 to positive 100 scale
0: well no i'm just thinking like not thriving is zero. Like if you aren't positively thriving, it's zero. So that'd and be completely a completely scale for not thriving. Yeah. So zero is completely neutral, whereas for you, fifty is completely neutral.
1: Yeah, that's what it was in my head. I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. That that explains. That doesn't your mean that's more. right.
1: I think your I think yours makes more sense. Yeah, but, but now even, now I understand your I take, rating. Even if I take yours and kind of map it onto it, I feel I still feel like. I mean, I don't know what the mathematical like kind of even point would be, um, but I'd still put myself. Percent. I don't know. Even though it doesn't feel right. Okay, using your scale, I'd still put myself in the kind of like fifty-five to sixty-five percent. Then okay. I guess.
0: Okay.
1: Like I still feel like I'm doing pretty good.
0: Okay. I can, like, props for you. I wish I could give you a high five right now. Oh, wow. Listeners, did you hear that? We high-fived. We're awesome. I just caught a flight and Mark edited it, so that's how it worked. Um,
1: (laughs) Against everyone's better judgment, you took a flight to make skin contact with me and then flew back.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think about the skin contact part. I was just like, oh, yeah, flights are a bad idea right now. (laughs)
1: So let me update you on my work status. Yeah, hit me. So this weekend was the first trial by fire because oh, we Jesus. had four out of 10 campuses online and we had 194 classes run this weekend, which is obviously a lot.
0: <laughs> Can I ask a question first? Yeah. Are most of the classes on weekends or weekdays?
1: I'm not sure what they are as a percentage. I would say that... It's You know, the number of classes that run on a weekend day is more than any given weekday, but I don't know how they compare like the entire weekend versus the entire week. The biggest difference is just that for the weekend, because there are so many in a day, we just need more people available to help out. Like that's really what it comes down to Mm -hmm. for us is not the overall amount, but the density of it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so if there aren't that many classes in a given day, then it makes it much easier to handle. Actually, no, I, I can get this information for you because now I'm interested. Uh, I'm going to find it. So anyway, uh, I'll quickly do this math and then or I'll talk and then I'll do this math and then I will explain to you and then we'll figure out what the actual difference is uh this weekend there were 194 classes that ran right Mm -hmm. so i worked all day sunday to help monitor as a result i'm taking tomorrow off um so i'm in a pretty decent mood about that i'm happy that i have the entire day off it's like oh like that's actually a great day to have off because like oh without needing to worry about time i can just i can edit this i can edit ohack because we recorded this weekend i can read my book for a while like it's gonna be great um So, and then this weekend, there are 194 classes just on Sunday. Yikes. So, I assume that we have approaching 400 classes running um, this weekend, because I think almost every campus will be online by this weekend. Um, So, it's going to be a bit crazy. Wow. Wow. Uh, so all I can give you is a rough estimation of the total number of classes that will run during weekdays this week. It's not going to be perfect because, you know, some classes are still being brought online this week. Like they're not, they weren't all online today. They're kind of being rolled in so far, but it'll at least give us a point of reference. So throughout this week, there will, we will have 181 classes run. So um what happens throughout the entirety of this week without everything quite online but most campuses coming online by the time friday rolls around uh the total number of classes is less than the number of classes we will have on sunday alone next weekend Hmm. so yeah weekends are huge for us uh because in any given weekday there's most campuses only have two time slots like late afternoon and then evening like they just run classes on those two time slots and they don't even necessarily fill up all the classrooms for that but on the weekend they typically run like at least six time slots yeah um and it's just much more full so yeah so this weekend is going to be absolutely crazy wowza yeah So, we'll see how that goes. So far, I've been very impressed by all of the teachers that I've watched. Mm -hmm. Um, I was very happy for most of Sunday about how everything went. Um, There's always going to be some teachers that need a bit more support, a bit more practice uh, to adjust to everything, but a lot of them took to it very quickly. So, that's nice to see. Makes me feel Mm -hmm. like I did a decent job. (laughs) Um, It's like, you know... (laughs) As I was telling, I told Jack and Mikhail when we recorded on Saturday, like uh, I stopped us from starting for a couple minutes to have a cough drop because Wednesday, Thursday and Friday of last week. So after, you know, that day when I was like, oh, let's maybe push off a day because my voice is shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was just from like the weekend and talking that day. But it it was only going to get worse because Wednesday, Thursday and Friday I held about 11 hours worth of training sessions and trained about 200 teachers. Jesus Christ. So that was my half of a week (sighs) last week. Um, (laughs) uh, But now that training is done, um, things are looking up. Most of the time now I'm just monitoring a class and piping up when a teacher really needs to help. But uh, those situations have been pretty scarce overall like we were all expecting way worse stuff Mm -hmm. and since it hasn't been that bad and we don't have like massive teacher shortages yet we hope that our teachers are being smart and not all going to get sick in the next month it could happen Mm -hmm. but we're just hoping that it doesn't um if things can kind of keep a relatively steady state it seems like we're uh doing pretty well Mm mm-hmm but we will have nice. to see. Yeah. 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 But an even more s- exciting news. Oh, okay. Even more exciting news.
0: I thought that uh, was exciting news. No, no, but okay. no
1: this is that's nothing. <laughs> What's really exciting is that the past two weeks when I've gone to the store, mm-hmm. there have been no English muffins. I mean, there's no been no bread in general, but in particular, there's been no English muffins. So, okay. I finally got some English <gasps> muffins and I finally oh. pulled out my breakfast sandwich maker that had been sitting oh, dormant. Yes, sitting dormant for a year now. Yes, I pulled Daddy. It out, pulled it out, cleaned it up, and I've been uh, chomping on mm. breakfast sandwiches. And even better, what I did tonight, I I bought some ground turkey at the store and made myself oh, some yeah? turkey sliders.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And fried those up, and now they are mm. in the freezer, so I can quickly unthaw them and have little turkey sliders made in the breakfast sandwich maker.
0: Damn. Oh,
1: That's okay. it's okay. I don't need to cut that out. Okay, sweet. <laughs> I hear plenty of other podcasts that bleep out everything except for stuff like that, so I think we're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Okay. Whew.
1: Doesn't give you carte blanche, mister. No, no, I
0: know. I know.
1: It's a free pass for now.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so oh, English muffins.
0: Gosh, I really want. Now I'm just craving McDonald's breakfast. <laughs>
1: Mine's much better. I used Havarti cheese.
0: Oh, yes. Mostly
1: because that's what I had, but it was really good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I shouldn't eat. I'm going to be up for a couple more hours, though, so like maybe I want to eat after this, but who knows? little, little snacky um, snack. Yeah. I guess that, that kind of transitioned us to, I feel like I should fill you in on my work schedule. Yeah, um, please do.
1: I'm interested if things have changed since last week.
0: Yeah, because I meant to inform you better about this. I don't remember, last week it was last normal, week, right? Last week
1: you basically said, like, yeah, nothing's going to change, we're not going to close the office, like, blah, 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 blah. yeah everybody should be better about getting themselves cleaned but somehow they aren't
0: (laughs) yeah so um i probably should have told you this like over the weekend so we could have discussed this but it's worked out fine tonight and we're recording so it's it's all gucci um but my work schedule has changed drastically for me personally Mm -hmm. um my my lab had a couple of very, I think, very smart and proactive individuals who were making, who were uh, basing their actions on what needed to get done um, and who advocated very strongly that our lab specifically be transitioned to some sort of alternative work schedule that is different from the typical kind of eight to five that most people in our lab keep. Because um, mm. we have... We have 15 people in our lab and it's a big room. So like people can keep space from each other. But with 15 people in the location of things in the lab, it's not going to happen if everyone's there pretty much. Um, And so there were a lot of discussions and I will give kind of our managers and people in charge like kind of big props for being willing to listen to these discussions because I know it was kind of a tenuous situation at times, but we transitioned to a two shift schedule. And so there is a group of people who come in early in the morning and work till kind of the early afternoon. And then there's a group of people that I'm in that work from (laughs) kind of the early to mid afternoon until well into the evening. Um, And so the idea is to stagger the schedule. So there's no more than kind of seven or eight people in the lab at a time honestly i would have much preferred to work in the mornings um did you draw the short stick no i like i think if i argued for it and like advocated for myself i could have worked in the mornings but honestly like of the people that i work with i am the person with the single most like flexible schedule I am a man in his twenties yeah, okay. without <laughs> family living near me without a family living with me. And like, I don't have kids. I don't have a wife. I don't have even like a long-term girlfriend or anything. So it's like, I don't have people that I need to be around for. So it's like, I can do whatever you need me to do. Let the people with like,
1: yeah, you have, a, pref- you have kids, a preference, but not a need. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like the kids, with, or the people <laughs> with kids who are like out of school right now and needing a lot of help with homework. like, they need to be home with their kids when they need to be home with their kids, Mm -hmm. let them choose. And then just put me wherever the heck you're going to put me. Um, so I've been working late afternoons and evenings for kind of the past actually since last Wednesday. So almost a week now. Um, and my, I've been surprised that I haven't been hating it. It's been fine. Like it's almost been better. Um, cause my mornings like for me personally are my most like productive time. And it's really, really nice to have that time. is like time for grant to be productive rather than mm-hmm. grant to be productive for the company. <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm not getting stuff done in the evenings. Like I definitely am getting tons of stuff done at work, but like, it's nice to like have my time at home be a time where I'm like e- more easily able to focus on tasks that need to be accomplished. Yeah, for sure. So that's my life at the moment and for the foreseeable future, even though I'm in a state that has a uh, shelter-in-place order or whatever the heck it's called. Mm -hmm. Um, Because woot woot! for me, I work in a... Essential uh, industry. Yep. And so I've got a formal letter in my car and the Department of Homeland Security memo giving guidelines on what essential industries are in my car with me in case there are issues with that in the future yeah so yeah
1: nice yeah i mean i haven't had to do anything that drastic but obviously it's been or i guess not the same sort of drastic you know Mm -hmm. like i'm definitely shifting to like nine to six just out of necessity in certain cases um just it makes me align with other people better and with monitoring stuff you know most of the days I'm gonna monitor, and it goes until at least six, mm-hmm. um, and we'll see how weekend stuff goes. Like we just, we it's still up in the air uh, how much we'll be able to, you know, push the brakes a little bit on monitoring people. Um, hopefully, we can get some teachers that have uh, who have been doing very well and in their spare time can help monitor stuff uh it's still a little up in the air but for now it's like okay yep i'll work this entire weekend and just have a shifted weekend into next week and see what the next week brings i guess but yeah it's a uh, certainly a time for flexibility
0: yep hmm.
1: well we are uh long past due getting to comics but i know that's I all know. right that's all right We'll figure it out. Oh, we got a fancy comic, AJ and Magnus by yeah, Brian and Simon Steele. Look at this artwork.
0: I look know. Look at that, look at that Isn't car. It beautiful.
1: Look at that car. Okay, so we have a first frame is a a car speeding along on a freeway and um a kid in the passenger seat seat says, "Dad, why are there different political parties? And the dad says, why do you think there are different political parties? And the son says, that's what I asked you. And the dad says, right. And I could just tell you, but it's also important for you to be able to think about things and come to your own conclusions as well. And the son says, but you could just tell me. And the dad says, yep, I could tell you, but then you just have my answer. What if my answer turns out to be wrong? Now you have wrong information. And the son says, Why would you tell me the wrong info? And the dad says, I wouldn't. But some people will if it makes you believe what they want you to believe. That's why it's important to think about and research your questions. And the son thinks silently about this um for a moment. And then... uh Crosses his arm and lounges back in his passenger seat and says, if everything about being an adult is going to be this tedious, I'd like to unsubscribe. Then you can uh, remember to go to their Patreon. (laughs) Very nice. Thank you. Or... Are you complimenting the author? I wasn't complimenting you. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. Thus far, you haven't done anything (laughs) with relation to this comic.
0: (laughs) I chose a comic that has beautiful artwork in it. Uh, Um, And may I point out... um, Much better than that dumb lion. What? (sighs) What
1: dumb lion? The comic that you picked that I was very frustrated with.
0: Oh yeah. Come on. (laughs) Anyway. So, I was just thinking about kind of like coming to your own conclusions, and honestly, I kind of by happenstance picked a random comic to look at, and this was like the first one of that comic that popped up, and I was like, yo! Like, it was something on my mind earlier today, so like, let's just ask Mark about it. Um, And so I was thinking about the idea of coming to your own conclusions and specifically in the kind of mind space of like me at work and in an industry that there's clearly people who know a lot more about the science of this industry than I do kind of very close around me. And so like I'll very often ask them questions about the things that I'm doing or the ideas that I have or anything just to kind of give them a bit of a, is this a stupid idea check? But so I was just kind of wondering about you and the area that you work in and do you when you have an idea is it normally like do you kind of just make your own ideas and run with them or do you often ask questions to kind of gauge your ideas before you actually really make them or form them Hmm.
1: i think it depends on what precisely it is that i'm doing um you know anything that i do or like activities that i write whatever i'm doing at work um will be reviewed by someone eventually okay and so i think it depends on if the idea that i have i know will require a lot of work <laughs> then i will often go to someone and be like hey do you think this will work or slash you know this is a general idea that i have but i think that'll be a lot like can we try and flush it out a little bit mm-hmm. Uh that's typically the conversation that i have um With just, you know, whoever is around, whoever I think would be good at um, helping me sort it out. So, yeah, I definitely do that at work. Um, But there are times where, you know, you just kind of have to... You have to have something clear to show someone to express the idea before they can do anything with it. Mm -hmm. You know, like... Yeah, Um, there are lots of things where like you need something tangible. So like if I have an idea for like right now, we're still trying to sort out. We have a couple of puzzles that we still need to decide on for our puzzle book. You know, we have 11 out of 12 puzzles picked out. We just don't have a 12th one that we're really excited about. And we're just still trying to figure it out. So, you know, every once in a while, I'll sit down and spend some time trying to just come up with a new type of puzzle. Uh, which is really hard to do. And they're not exactly forthcoming, but once I have an idea, you know, I sit down and say, all right, you know, what are some things that make the puzzles in this book good? You know, can I make this look good? Is it easy to explain? And then if I am happy with those, can I write down some decent examples that are interesting to solve? And if I Mm -hmm. think I can hit all of those, then I'll start, then I'll try and make a small amount of them. And then only at that point would I pass it along to someone and see what they think. Mm-hmm. Because just giving them the idea without letting them play with it mm-hmm. is not going to be useful. It's much more likely to be shut down than anything. And mm-hmm. you sort of have to gauge it, you know, gauge your own, t- own time and ability against um, how likely it is that... You putting in a bit more effort will make that idea more well-received. If you think that it's an all right one, that's worth considering at least. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, that totally depends. Like my situation, uh, the stuff that I work with is much easier to mess around with than what you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, There's nothing, there's no harm done. If I have a free hour at work and I spend it writing something up and then sending an email with a PDF to someone and then they can check yeah. it out and see what they think as opposed to the sort of stuff that you would do, um, I presume it just, uh, it's just a little more touchy. <laughs> yeah. I, I, would, I would assume. So
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: I think that that allows me to or makes me less worried about checking mm-hmm. in with people and letting my own idea be its own idea until it's time to let it be checked. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And and that's also helped by the fact that I have a lot of coworkers where if I were to come to them with an with a kind of half baked idea, yeah. Um, most of their responses probably would be more along the lines of, well, "Why don't you just try it and show it to me?" Okay. That's much more likely to mm-hmm. be their response. If it's not something super big, like if I was like, hey, I have this idea for a brand new course that we should offer. Well, mm-hmm. you know, it's they're not going to that's that's a much bigger conversation to be had with other people. Yeah. Uh, but if it's, hey, I have an idea for, of, for an activity for this class, you know, I think mm-hmm. that we can replace this thing. Then the response would be, well, then go try it. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and we can try try doing the activity as a group, write it up, see if it makes sense, and we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes that's the only way you can do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I feel like your experience or kind of your thinking on this is, is fairly analogous to mine. While you were talking, I kind of went through phases of like, oh, we're the same. No, we're exactly opposite. Like, oh, no, it kind of fits. <laughs> But, like, the ending feeling that I have right now is that it's somewhat analogous. Um, Because I feel like with, like, small changes and stuff, often, like, I don't really ask it of people anymore. Maybe in my first couple weeks I did. But, like, small changes, I just roll with them. And then, like, if they're successful, I'll tell people. If they're not, I just shut up and move on to the next small change or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like bigger, bigger things, I, I think more analogous to the idea of, like, oh, yeah, let's start this whole new course, or something like that, I'll, like, run by people before I put too much work into them, um, and that's kind of what happened today, and is why I was thinking about this a little bit, um, because, like, I had an idea for, like, I guess, kind of a, it's going to sound weird, but like kind of a new chemistry that I wanted to try in mm-hmm. within our branch of chemistry. And it is something that I was thinking about and had done some research on and like kind of looked at as much as I could in terms of what like primary literature there was on it. Um, and so like eventually I just like ran it by someone cause I was like, Maybe this is all like a waste of time. Maybe they tried this two years ago and they figured out it was a stupid idea and didn't work because of these fundamental things that aren't discussed in the literature because no one writing literature clearly defines all of the failure points of it because that doesn't make for a compelling article. Mm -hmm. Um, But so like I asked someone about it and they're like, oh yeah, I've never heard of this. This is super weird. Like this is super interesting. Um. and so like I don't know I think I made a good call in asking about it but it, like it didn't give me any like place to go in terms of like I don't know what to do with this information <laughs> yeah because it's like normally when I ask this question the response I get back is oh yeah we've tried that before it doesn't work or like yeah it's something people always talk about but it never actually works out in reality stuff like that but it's one of the early or er, one of the first couple times that I've had where it's just like someone's like, oh, yeah, I know nothing about that. I have no idea how to address this question. Like, this is completely new to me. And it's like, I don't know where to go with this. Yeah. I don't know if I should. Oh, well, I say that I don't know where to go with this, but I kind of understand where to go with it. It's like, well, if I have free time where I've got nothing else going on, I'll keep going somewhere with it. But like. Mm-hmm if there's actual stakes being brought up and like other things that would be taking my time away from, then I'm going to obviously do those things. But yeah, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was an interesting and odd experience. So Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it kind of, I don't know. It showed me the value of like thinking on your own. And then like when you're getting to a point asking about it, because there's been a lot of times where it's asking this the seemingly at least to me stupid questions have like kept me from running down a rabbit hole that was worthless mm-hmm. um but
1: yeah I'm- it's all it's all about you know like it's always that game of you know as you get older you can think more about what you're thinking and mm-hmm. learn to identify um patterns in how you think and you know how that applies to other people and i think also the biggest thing is just thinking you know, whether it's a conscious thought or subconsciously, you know, I work for a company. If mm-hmm. I were to do this without oh, yes. checking, how would this affect everybody that I work with yes. and company resources? And yep. it's it's more tangible for you. But even for me, it's like if I go down some big rabbit hole, that means I'm spending time doing something that nobody knows that I'm doing. that I That, you know, is not what I technically should be doing or not what I'm being asked to do at that time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I follow those because it ends up helping something or it's just a nice little distraction for a short bit. Um, Mm -hmm. But I still have to be aware of, you know, if I were to make this change, who would be affected by it? Mm -hmm. You know, and is it big enough that uh, I should really double check before embarking on it?
0: Yeah. With you (laughs) in your job, when you're thinking about kind of going down these sorts of odd rabbit holes is it mostly you thinking about like your time and how you're using it? Or is it more like, like how it is for me is it's okay. If someone asks me a question about this, am I going to have an answer that I feel comfortable responding with? Like if I, if I order these samples from this company and then like, I don't know, the salesperson emails my boss asking about like why we're looking into this. Is my boss going to then come to me and say like, why the heck did you order this crap? Mm -hmm. Or like,
1: I mean, I'm not like, that's again, why yours is so much more tangible. Like for me, it's like, yeah, it's more like if someone were to walk by my monitor, they'd be like, what are you writing a Python script for? And I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Some kid asked about this one really niche thing. And I didn't really have an answer right away. So I'm just trying (laughs) to answer it, you know, and I spent the last half an hour trying to answer it via this program that I'm currently writing. And they'd probably yeah. be like, okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> so that's why it's it's much more like, you know, is is there something that I really should be doing then? Most of the time the answer is no, so it's not really a big deal. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's not like I'm ordering things or wasting company resources or spending money on anything. It's yeah. like tying uh, up
0: expensive equipment with stupid tests. Yeah, so. no,
1: never. It's yeah. yeah. The only time I've tied okay. anything up is like printing something. And yeah. that was only because I was told to do it.
0: <laughs> oh, so okay, nice. Yeah. So,
1: no oh, fun. Other thing, real quick. This is just something okay. that popped into my mind because I think you might be uh, amused by the by the idea. Um, this year, or I guess last year, late, late in the last summer. We hired a, another physics curriculum developer, and she has been working on writing a, a a physics class for the academy aimed at kids who have done, like, pre-algebra, so more, like, middle school students mm-hmm. who can do some, like, basic follow-direction-type labs and do some exploring of, like, basic physical principles. And she has basically been in a write the lesson and teach it the next week mode for the entire school year. And now it gets saucier because the academy is closed (laughs) and she needs to figure out what to do. (laughs) I have no idea what the actual situation is with that, but I know that it's a thing that's going on. So
0: (laughs) that sounds horrible. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine being her. Oh God. I'm just, I'm trying to like make analogies to my work life and like, what types of situations that's like. And I think I've been in similar situations in my time at my company. Just like, mm-hmm. I don't want anyone to be there because it, it's not fun. Yeah, <laughs> There's decisions that you're making that aren't fun to make and don't feel like you should be making them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: there you wow. have it. I'm glad you shared that because it definitely brings up some feelings for me. <laughs> but... <laughs> At, at this time of the evening, I think we should talk about your comic for the week, which is Frazz by by Jeff Mallet. Um, I'm familiar with this comic enough that I think the main character's name is Fraz. Am I wrong? I
1: believe you are correct.
0: Okay, awesome. So we have some, some rando teacher sitting at her desk, and maybe not rando teacher. See, I'm not very familiar, but just enough there's a teacher sitting at her desk and I presume a student uh, shoving a thick stack of papers on her desk. Like I'm talking a know, full like,
1: ream of paper, at
0: least I was going <laughs> to say, I was going to say two reams, but yeah, more greater than or equal to 0.9 reams of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and she exclaims, what is this? And he, he replies back my math homework. And then, and then she says, "How am I supposed to correct all of this on my bingo weekend?" And then the next the next uh, p- panel of the comic is this student walking by Fraz as he's saying, "If she can assign story problems, then I can turn in story answers and will putting a new bag in a garbage can says, "A novel idea ha <laughs> ha. So how do you feel about story problems, or did you have somewhere else to go?
1: Well, we don't have much time. I know. We we could have talked about like word problems, but that's a whole math okay. pedagogy thing that I don't think you'd be that interested in. I um,
0: you'd be surprised, actually. But...
1: Well, I I had a separate thing. We can talk about that when uh, when okay. there's more time, because I can't I can't yeah. pretend to do justice to that topic in three minutes.
0: Now you know how I feel. Every week I have something to talk about.
1: <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>
0: Thanks for completely discounting my feelings, Mark.
1: Keep track of when you're first.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Um, I wanted to ask you about. I'm trying to think of like the best specific question to ask. More, more about just like creating stories in general. Like I, I'm already tickled by by the idea of asking you this because of your reputation Ooh. amongst our friends as a great storyteller. I hate um, you. i hate you (laughs) no i want to ask about like
0: i've gotten better yeah the idea not
1: not the idea of telling a story but the idea of creating a story
0: okay oh so hmm.
1: so let's say you needed to entertain like a little kid or something Mm -hmm. like do you think that you could come up with a story to do so
0: oh heck yeah see yeah Oh, absolutely, undeniably. The difference okay. we're finding here is I think what you're getting at and implying is that historically I've been a horrible storyteller. Horrible but passionate storyteller. <laughs> um Is that is that accurate? I mean we can least at least, least agree on part? horrible.
1: <laughs> the okay. passion the passion's in your heart, I'll take your word for it.
0: Okay. I'm I'm kind of offended that it doesn't come out in my stories, but that's fine. It's a, it's been a while. Um, yeah, it has. You're you're very right. Um but what I would say is that I am wonderful at lying to young children. Um <laughs> and so like telling a very engaging story to young children is super easy cuz like in real life when I'm telling a story, I'm I'm stuck in this this bounding box of reality, and I don't want to lie to people that I'm telling this story to because I, if I'm telling you a story, I care about you. I like have some investment in your life, and I at least have the impression that you have an investment in mine. So I'm telling you this story. So I don't want to lie, but like I also think my life is great, and I want you to be interested. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll do whatever to make it interesting, but like the line there is like clearly lying about the events of the story something like verifiable or more like black and white binary type sort of thing but if i'm telling a story to a kid like meh i'll lie to them Mm -hmm. so i would be great at telling stories to kids he says with much confidence when not ever having to tell stories to kids yeah (laughs) is that what you're looking for That's what I'm looking for. Awesome. Ding, ding, ding.
1: Ding, ding, ding. Round over.